what's happening people this is just a little prelude for the audio listeners i just wanted to let you guys know that chatting in the city is now available on apple podcasts google podcasts spotify amazon podbean wherever else you may be getting your pods so slide on over there give the pod a like rate it leave a comment if you can and you know tell a friend to tell a friend let's get this thing moving all right Enjoy the episode. What's going on, people? And welcome back. Um, this is another week of chatting in the city, going international. And today, I'm here with a special friend, my guy, uh, Kashi. How you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, bro? Hey, I'm out here. I'm not too bad. Kashi is coming at us. Yeah, 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 I got you loud and clear. Cash is coming at us from halfway around the world. Okay, um, okay, okay. Um, he's uh, he's on national team duty with uh, yes, Burundi, right? Doing it big, you know, making me proud. Um, so you know, there might be a little bit of a lag here and there, mm-hmm. but you know, mm-hmm. I think it'll still be uh, it'll be a good time. All right, so I wanted to ask you, tell me about this whole thing. How did it happen? Just break it down to me. Every I want to know everything. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so I'll start from the from the from the beginning. I've actually been uh, playing in France for a couple months now. I've moved to I went to France, started playing for a team there, semi pro team. It's not a professional team yet, but I started there in uh, October. And sadly, because of COVID, I wasn't even able to play a single uh, competitive game. Played a few friendly games, but wasn't able to play. A competitive game because of COVID, the season got shut down. But yeah, I've been there since October, and this national team thing—it's always been a dream, you know, being able to play for the, your national team. Mm-hmm. And it's something that sort of—it was in the works before. There was two games in the month of November, two national team games, and we, we were—I was trying to get called up for that, but. It was a bit too late, being that I just got to France the month before. It was a bit too tight to get uh, to Burundi for those two games in November. But we started uh, talking with the coaches and things like that. Myself, my dad, my agent. You know, we started building that connection there with the coaches in November. I wasn't able to go, but uh, that's where it started. That's where the conversation started. So now the next uh, international break, which is when the national teams play, was uh, in the month of March, which we are right now. And uh, it started a couple of weeks ago. Like I was, I knew I wanted to come here and play for the team. And uh, I started, I was talking to the the recruiter of the national team and everything, and. He basically, I sent him my videos and like we talked about more concrete stuff about like, you know, what type of player I am and things like that. And yeah, I was able to get the the official invitation, which felt really good. It felt really, really good. Uh, and I left, I left, uh, when did I first week, first week of March. I left here, I did my week of quarantine in the hotel, which is tough, but I did it and uh, started training with the national team on the 15th of March. Yeah. So that was, what is it? The day today is the 28th. 15th was about last, was it last week? 
I'm losing track of time. I have no idea. Oh, it was a, yeah. about last, two weeks ago. Yeah. yeah it was about Monday two weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's go back a little bit. What made you want to move to France? Because obviously, you know, your family, you lived here in, here in Canada for a while. Um, you and I played on several teams together. We played club together. Yeah. Then we played at uh, the University of Ottawa together. What made you want to move uh, to France? Yeah, I probably should have started with that. But yeah, I grew up in Canada my whole life, spent, uh, spent my whole life there pretty much. Uh, but yeah, I, I just kind of got to the point at the beginning of 2020, I told myself that I really want to, you know, take fo- uh, football or soccer to the next level. I wanted to see how far I could get in this in this game. And, you know, so started professional, started, get to start a professional soccer career which has always been a dream of mine. And I got into contact with some, with the right people. Actually, I think you know who it is, but yeah, got into contact uh, with some people to get me a trial with this team and kind of start my start my career. And I kind of just decided it was time, like it was time to get going and start it. And I felt like it was the perfect time because with school being online, I didn't have to, put that on the side I could kind of just keep doing school online at my own pace so it was it was great timing honestly yeah, I was gonna say that was that was gonna be my question like you decide to make this big move um but you also have, you still have school so you know like what's the situation there but it makes perfect sense school being online you can still go out there have training in France or wherever it is you are right now in Burundi but still be able to you know catch your classes when you can you know I mean you know seven hours yeah. <laughs> whatever but it's you can still you can still get it done. It's much easier. Um, how did your parents react to the national team call up? To you making the move to be like, you know what, I want to go pro. Oh, I got I got to give a shout out to my parents because they're really really supportive. Mm. You know, they've helped me. They've been uh, since since I was a young kid. You know, they've always like allowed me to to fulfill my dream, kind of to allow me to get to where I want to be in this game. So they were really happy for me. My dad, I, I get my love of soccer from my dad, and he was uh, really, really excited for me. My mom as well. Like she doesn't really understand soccer, but she was really happy for me too. She, 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 she's happy that I was happy. She's happy that I was happy too. Like nice. they know that this soccer is what makes me happy in life. Wow, that's that's amazing. Um. And so like, I'm, I'm trying to think, you get to France and then obviously you work out the thing with uh, the national team, you get the call up to come through. Um, when you got there, what was it like? Because like, I, like we said, you grew up here in Canada, right? This is, I don't say, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is your first time back in Burundi, but it's, it's a different culture, right? It's a different place. And so I'm, I'm wondering like, what was it like being in campus? You know, some of the guys who basically lived there their whole lives. Um, did you feel like there was a culture shock in a way? Yeah, yeah, I think I get what where you're coming from with that. I was born in Burundi, actually. Mm-hmm. I was born there, but I moved. We, our family moved to Canada when I was three years old, and ever since I've been back twice. But the last time was ten years ago, which is a really mm-hmm. long time ago. But yeah, the guys were really, really welcoming. Uh, I don't speak the language very well. I understand it. I don't speak it very well, but they. They were nice to me. They they taught me stuff. They taught me the language. I taught them English as well. 
since most of them don't speak English, so it was a trade-off. We were doing we were doing classes while during lunchtime and stuff. Mm. We were taking uh, language classes. They were teaching me the language. I was teaching them English. Okay, so um, I'm curious about how the the you know how the national team setup works over there um, because you get the call up right, and essentially you have a bunch of guys who come together, and the coaches are trying to decide who they're going to keep for their let's say 15 players, 13 players for the roster, maybe up to 20. I don't know how they do it, um, but within the call up itself and the camp itself, are there like different trials in the sense that they're trying to figure out who to keep and who's you know who's who they're going to let go, or is it just kind of like Whoever we call in is who we want to keep. Yeah. Uh, so the total amount of players that were invited to the camp was, I think we were 45, something mm. like that. And only 23 were going to make the, the game roster for the two games. So they were going to cut people, I guess, as the week goes. We started training a week and a half before the first game. So they were going to cut people within that week, within uh, – the days before the game and yeah so we were about 45 i think total but some players coming from different countries were uh like arrived later on in the week so they weren't there at the they weren't there from the very beginning but yeah only 23 made the game roster in the end and you're one of them no well, I, I wasn't one of them because because of the injury yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like that was my next question. Like you know, so the people come in and then um, obviously, like you said, there are games that happen and then they choose who who gets to go through and who doesn't. Um, but then you got injured. Like you, you were telling me that you got injured halfway through, and so my question was, how did that affect your? Well, my question was gonna be, how did that affect your chances? But you're telling me that you didn't make the cut because of the injury. Yeah. And so yeah. I guess my question now is, how are you feeling about the injury? Because I mean, are you are you thinking if you hadn't been injured, you definitely would have been on the on the roster, or are you more you know how are you feeling about it? Yeah, well, I'm I'm heartbroken honestly about the injury because you know it was my first time here. I was really really excited, and also not just that, but I, I think you kind of know me as a player too. I don't really I don't you really get injured a lot, you know. I did a, I actually did a, I didn't even get injured by like a tackle or anything. I just did a weird movement on my knee and then kind of just popped. It was really, I, I injured myself and just, which is really odd because I don't really get, I'm not the type of player to get injured a lot. So it was, it was heartbreaking, honestly. And I felt like I was doing, I was doing well in the trial. You know, I was adjusting to the, to the new environment pretty well. The coaches were, I spoke with the coaches a lot after my injury and they said they were very impressed by me, by the way I played, you know. I think sort of when you look at me on the field, I don't have the the, the physique of a of a center back, which is the position where I play. So I think the first impression was they were, they were a little bit iffy, like, oh, is this guy really that good? But from talking to them after, I, I could see that they were very satisfied, very impressed by it by my level of play and that that kind of that kind of just hurts a little bit more because you're thinking oh I could have made the game last year I could have played the game you know but yeah yeah it is what it is. I was gonna say like you never get injured and then you feel like your chance comes and it's so close you can taste it you can feel it 
and then that injury happens. It's not even like that somebody, somebody, you know, you know, was a wild slap tackle. Yeah, took a reckless legs. tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it wasn't that, and so because if that was the case, then you'd kind of like take the blame in a way and put it on them. Like it was that situation. Exactly. It was the it was it was exactly. a tackle. That's why it happened. But getting injured, you know, don't just by yourself. Maybe doing some you know some drills with the ball. It's like I it's essentially I did this to myself. I got nobody else to blame, and I was this close. Exactly. Yeah, all the all the work I've put in in the last month, the last couple months is just. Man, it was tough, but I have to say I'm I'm really really happy to have had this experience. You know, I, I feel like I've learned a lot as a as a football player just from even just watching the sessions after I got injured, mm-hmm. just from watching and talking with the coaches. I feel like I I I've learned a lot. I'm ready for this for this level for this next level, and yeah, I'm excited for what's to come in the future. I'll be back for sure. That's what. That's the good thing about it. Exactly. I mean, you know, I, I was going to say, that's something I was hearing. There's still hope. Like you said, the coaches were impressed with you. So, I mean, once you get better and there's another camp, then they'll be sure to yeah. reach out to you, get you out get you out again. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Okay, so what's the next step? Um, are you going to stay uh, Are you gonna stay in Burundi for a while, chill with the family, whatever? Or are you going to go back to France? Well, uh, so now the plan for off-season during the summer is to find a fully professional club and find my first professional contract. Uh, that's what, that's what I have. That's what I'm hoping to do this summer. And yeah, there's also a U23 tournament, I think with the national team. And they were looking to invite me to that. Uh, it's also going to happen during the summer. Mm. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm going to be doing this summer. Looking for a professional team, either in France or other countries as well. And hopefully being back here to play with the U23s as well. Okay, so those are your plans for the summer. And I mean, I think the summer is basically here. I mean, over here it's raining, like it's yeah. madness. So spring is here, and um, you know, you said you just got injured. What's your timeline like for recovery? Because if you wanna, if you wanna get to the camp in the summer, like you said, or sign a yeah. contract, then you need to be, you know, you need to be, be able to do a physical, right? Exactly. Yeah, I think. Uh, the doctors here told me I have uh, from today. I think I have another two weeks with the with the with the knee sleeve. I don't mm-hmm. know what it's called, like a knee brace. The knee brace. I have another two weeks with that, and then uh, after that, I can start a. I can start working again to regain my fitness, regain the strength in my knee, and everything which is probably when I'm going to go back to France in about two weeks when I'm going to be able to move freely again. Damn, okay, two weeks, two weeks. Wow. That's wild. I mean, like, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, because this podcast is about mental health and um, like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on, especially when players get injured. Um, I know you, like, you rarely got injured. I ne- I've never seen you injured. Um, yeah. I've been lucky myself. I haven't really had many injuries. Actually, in... Uh, in middle school, in middle school, we used to um, we used to play soccer in this like hockey rink, right? We had a hockey rink at our school, oh, okay. uh, and we'd play in there. It was almost like futsal, right? Um, and obviously, it was concrete, right? Uh, yeah. And one day, yeah. I think, one day, a friend, uh, his name is Tadek, Tadek Ibrahim. Shout out to Tadek. He <laughs> destroyed me, bro. He spun me, right? He did some move. He spun like a me. Tackle? No, 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 no. It, it was, it was oh. like, I don't, I don't know what move it was. He did a move. He had the ball. He did a move. He spun me. Oh, he broke and I, your like, ankle. 
I turned around and I landed on my tailbone, right? Oh. Yeah, so tailbone on concrete. I could not walk yeah, properly yeah. for about a week. It, it was rough. That was that might be yeah. the worst injury injury I've ever had, but yeah. Nothing, In middle school, you think? Yeah, yeah, nothing to do with me. So and that was wow. a long, 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 long time ago. And like, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to think, and at that point, it's just whatever, middle school or lunch, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. And then to put it in your, in, you know, in your case, this is, you know, this is, this is the next step for you. You're so close and you just see the chance sort of evaporate right before your eyes. And, you know, it must be extremely demoralizing and in a way somewhat depressing to be like, I was so close and I just, that happened to me. It's almost like, why me, right? Yeah. Why can it, you know, yeah, exactly. why can it have happened after, you know, after I'd made the cut? Why can it have happened after whatever? Yeah. Like you start kind of yeah. going back and forth and ruminating about all these things that possibly could have, could have happened, couldn't have happened. Um, that's why actually a, a bunch of teams have started investing um, into psychologists to come in and see the players. Mm-hmm. Um, to help speak, the players, yeah. Yeah, speak to them about just everything to do with the game, um, not just like injuries and rehab and getting back to it. But just dealing with all the stress that come with it, because I was talking to uh, I was talking to Abdul like a while back. It's like you need to perform every day, every single day. You can't have a bad day. Yeah, it's cutthroat professional game. Yeah, and that's yeah. what like that's that's one of the reasons why like I I was thinking about this for a while. I was talking to a friend about it. I think the reason why I never try to pursue it is because. For, I think my parents would not be too happy about it because <laughs> I'm the yeah. firstborn. I'm the firstborn, so yeah. I got to like set an example for the little ones. And, a lot of expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but also I think another reason is because um, there's something about, at least to me, something about commercializing the things that you love, right? So I played, mm-hmm. I played soccer, football my whole life. I love it. I'll play, you know, I'll keep playing it till, I'm, till I can't walk or till I can't run. Mm-hmm. But I feel like taking that love and then putting it to, in a way, a box of, now I'm doing this professionally. I have to perform every single day, right? Mm-hmm. It adds all this unnecessary pressure in a way you stop. I feel like I would stop loving the game right. because it turns into um, it turns into a job. It's not the thing you do yeah. with your friends because you love doing it and because it gives you joy or whatever. And I'm not trying to say that, you know, whoever plays the game at, at, that, at that level doesn't have any joy. It's just that, yeah. like, the joy is connected to winning. Yeah. You need to win. You need to yeah. win all the time. And so for me, you know, I'm not trying to say that I, I, I was good enough to go pro, but I'm just saying that was one of the things that kind of like, I guess, held, held me back. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, in a way, I, I get to live my dreams through you doing your things big. <laughs> you know, I get to watch all the background, and, you know. Yeah, yeah that's, like, a, that's an interesting perspective. I have, I've never... I haven't heard it put in those words before. Commercial, commercializing the things you love. I feel, I feel like a lot of people, maybe like towards the end of their careers, they they, they lose the game. They lose the love for their love for the game. I think because of that. But me as a, as a young player coming in, this is this is the only thing I love doing, and I'm gonna try to do this to the best of my abilities. Yeah, and it, it's it's not to say like it's a blanket statement for everybody. Like you said, you're young, you're hungry, yeah. you want to do this, you're all in for it. Um, and it's also like not a knock on capitalism in general. Like you shouldn't commercialize the things yeah. you love. It's like no, no. If you can make money doing the things that you love, you do it. But I I just think that even if you're doing the thing you love as a job, as work, as whatever, you still have things on the side that are not subjected to that sort of like you know that yeah. just that pressure. 
right? So for you, you might have something else. You might have music. You might have something else on the side that you, you do just for yourself, something that you do for the love itself, not something you do for, in a way. Um, sort of, go sort on. of to ease the pressure around everything else. You know, when it's a hobby, it's just to ease the pressure around life going on, whatever else may be going on in life. But when it's a, when it's a job, it's, it's more stressful than anything. It's the biggest, it's the, it's the biggest stress in your life. Right. And you have to worry about putting food on the table. Oh, put it perfectly. That leads into my next question. Any hobbies you picked up recently? Uh, I don't know about hobbies, but uh, I've been listening to a lot of music, you know. And I don't know if you could uh, categorize this as a categorize this as a hobby, but just seeing family and being more connected to to family. Being in Europe, you know, I have a lot of family over there in Europe, and. I spent a lot of time visiting family, getting to know parts of the family I, I never knew before. And yeah, that's how I've been spending my time, <laughs> listening to music and... Oh, in a way, like, I'd almost say like almost, that's almost better than a hobby because it's kind of like you're, you're getting connected to your people. Um, social interaction, especially now, which is, it's so important for a lot of us because we're all like, yeah. you know, locked in to whatever our houses. Yeah. Um, so getting out there and seeing people, seeing family, and also going back home to Rooney to see your other home, family yeah. and everybody else, your aunts, your whatever, um, cousins, yeah. nephews, all that stuff. That's uh, pretty cool. Um, okay. Well, look, man, I don't want to keep you. I know it's like 10 p.m. out there. Um, <laughs> is it 10 p.m.? What time is it? So 11.15. When oh. I'm okay now, with it, with this injury, I'm, I'm, I'm on vacation. I'm enjoying it. Now it's a full-on vacation, <laughs> uh yo I, I still nah, nah, nah i can't do it to you I, I need you to sleep sleep is good for your recovery so uh i don't want to keep you too long um so we do a little thing here called the psa uh promote share and ask um so if you have any anything to promote go ahead and then um i'll share something and then you can ask me a question so go ahead okay, okay. uh i don't have too much to promote but I have two of my friends that make music and I, I guess I'll promote their music because I believe in them, not just because of my friends, but because I believe they make really good music. Uh, so Easy Messi on Spotify and Apple Music and yes, Shim in the Cut. Shim in the Cut. All right, I'll find them. I'll have their Instagrams right here and all the links and everything else. Yeah. Did at least stop playing footy or is he still... He's a he's still playing, but as a hobby. As a hobby. okay, okay, I see that. I yeah. see that. I think he's playing with with the uh, with the Gloucester boys actually. The ones the ones his age. Nice, yeah, nice. he's been playing with them. He's 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 too good, too good to stop playing. But yeah, man, check out the guy's music. It's really, really good. Really, really good. Really good. Um, really yeah, good. I'll have I have all their stuff linked here below. Um, and for my part, to share last episode. I was talking about uh, I was talking about sleep. Um, a couple like the past couple of weeks have been rough for me. I haven't really been sleeping well, um, and I didn't really share some of the tools that you can you know use to um, help you sleep better and improve your sleep. Um, and there are these things called uh, Zeitgebers. It's German for time givers, and um, some of they include uh, light uh, exercise, diet. What else? I think. Wow. Yeah, those are the three main ones. So the way they work is um, if you want to go to bed earlier and wake up earlier, it's called phase advance, right? 
what you want to do is you want to wake up early and go outside and view the light of the sun. So let's say you wake up at like seven, you want to step outside if you can, um, get some of those sun rays to, you know, basically get into your eyes. And what they do when they get into your eyes, they hit your, uh, they call it the master clock, right? It's right behind, it's, it's, it's above the roof of your mouth. What that does is like, it basically sets the time you're, air quotes, awake, right? It marks that time and I guess like 12 hours or whatever, from that time, you're going to be ready to go to bed, right? It's a circadian rhythm, whatever, 24-hour rhythms. Um, so you want to get outside, view the light of the sun in the morning, right? And then that will set the time when you're, you know, your body is essentially awake. And then if you can if you can combine them, you can do wake up in the morning, get outside, view the sun, and then exercise if you can, and then obviously have breakfast. Yeah. It, like, it really, really sets your day. Um, and then before you go to bed, if you can, again, go outside and view the, view the setting sun. So about, for most people, about 6 p.m., wow. 7 p.m. Yeah. It does the same thing because the way, the way that our, our eyes work, the bottom part of our eyes, which sees up, mm-hmm. it takes in the light. In the morning, obviously, the light rays are uh, brighter, right? It takes in the light and lets basically the brain know that, you know, it's, it's daytime. And then towards yeah. the sunset, when you go out there, the light rays are also different there's a, a different color. It's basically like a different wavelength, right? So it's a different color in, in the sky. Yeah. It hits the same spot. Let's uh, basically the brain know that, okay, we're about to go to bed now. Exactly. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's very interesting the way it works. And um, because I'm not explaining it as well, but there's another podcast by uh, um, Andrew Huberman. Uh, he's a professor at Stanford University and a neuroscientist. The name of the podcast is the Huberman Lab podcast. And he did like four episodes focusing on sleep. So he breaks down everything wow. that pertains to sleep, um, how you can basically wow. use light exercise, all these other things to um, help you sleep better, how you can basically mess around with your, uh, uh, for people who have jet lag, I'm sure you had jet lag when you got yeah. back, uh, yeah. how you can actually get ahead of jet lag in a way. So you can get ahead of jet lag while you were in France, right? Mm-hmm. So that when you got to Burundi, you would still be, you, you'd you be going to bed without feeling any yeah. jet lag. So you yeah, can yeah. kind of get yeah. ahead of these things. So yeah, it's really, really cool. And um, so yeah, I've been listening to that and it's helped me the last, you know, basically the last week that I've been really, really using them. Cause I, I was listening for a while, but I wasn't actually using them. I was too busy, Yeah. but I've been doing more of it, getting outside, seeing the sun and then, you know, exercising and then seeing the setting sun and all that stuff. So yeah, man, check that out. Yeah. That's really, that's really, really interesting. And I, and, and I have to say too, for, for any athlete listening to, or not even any, just anyone in general, do not underestimate the importance of a good sleep schedule. Having your sleep schedule in order can change your whole day and can give you more energy and everything. It can help you in many, many ways. It's very, very important. Yeah, energy, mood, everything, everything. Like you said, especially at the highest level, you need to make sure everything is just yeah. almost perfect. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why on like professional teams, they monitor your monitor your sleep schedule very 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 tightly yes sir all right do you have anything to ask me yeah yeah i actually want to ask you something i just thought of this right now but mm. do you remember the first time the first time uh i played against you the first time we played against each other because i remember i think i do um oh my god which team were you playing for i know you, you were playing right back right yeah i think i think uh no that game that game i was playing uh they told me to play in the midfield and man mark you i'll never forget this game 
Because I remember, I remember seeing you play. I think I saw you play uh, a while before. Okay. And our game, our game against each other was coming up, and so I already knew, like you know, I watched you play. I was like, damn, this guy is the danger man in the midfield. You can't let him get on the ball because he's gonna, he's gonna be the one to, to mess our team up. And so our game against each other came up, and Joey, you know Joey, he was, uh, he was coaching our team. For some reason, I think our, our main coach was, was out or something, but he was coaching a team and he told me, Hey, look, go play in the midfield. It's not my usual position for anyone that knows me. I play, I play defense, but mm-hmm. he told me, Go play in the midfield and man, mark this, this little, <laughs> this short kid. And I was like, Bro, I'm he's gonna have me running around the whole field. And I, I, I'll never forget that game. I remember it was at Tovet Park. Yeah, wait, were you playing for um. Oh, no, that can't be right. You weren't playing with Thirteen. I was, team, right? I, I was playing with uh with with Hellenic, with the, with the blue shifts. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it like it's weird. Like for me, I I don't remember games. It's so weird. Like I yeah. I play the game, I'm in it, and then like soon afterwards, and like unless something happens that's like you know somebody yeah. gets injured or I get injured, um, I don't really remember games. Or like something funny will happen when I'll play a game. And then, like, immediately afterwards, my mind will go blank. I won't remember anything that happened in the game. It's almost like, I, I don't know what it is. And then, like, obviously, some of the some of the details will come back to me. Um, like, obviously, if somebody scores a goal, I can remember that. But, like, yeah. generally speaking, games are not, like, I'm, I don't know. It's not to say they're not memorable to me. It's just, I don't know what happens. I just don't remember them. I think I, I, think I have a pretty good memory for games. I remember games, especially when it's against people that, people that I know when I play like with or against people that I know those are the games I, I remember most and I remember that game I know I know you guys beat us I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys beat us pretty bad too like at least like two or three nothing <laughs> I remember that game <laughs> and, uh, and running around in the midfield man like a, like a chicken with no head it's fun yeah. huh playing in the midfield is fun you know it's uh you know you gotta put that work in you gotta put that work in yeah of course yeah, but you, know, you probably try to break my legs as you always do. You won the ball about to time, so like you know, you're trying. Nah, 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 nah. you're trying. You're being too kind, bro. You're being too kind. Everybody who knows Kashi, Kashi is the man is dangerous. It doesn't matter where you put him. He's gonna get the ball. He's gonna win it. He's gonna and then he's gonna push forward. That is what it is. All right, before we go, um, um, you know, I guess the podcast. We tend to focus on some of the more negative stuff, I guess, but um, I want to kind of flip it around and towards the end talk about some of the more positive stuff. Um, what are some of the most positive stuff that's happened to you more recently within the last year? In the last year, uh, I sort of, I, I think I found direction in my life. I found like where I want to go. Whereas before I was kind of just, I was letting life, I was letting life lead me to I was letting life lead me, but I think now I have I have a plan. I have a plan for what I want to do and how I'm gonna get there. And that's that's I think that's, that's the biggest change that's happened in my life in the past year. Yeah, that's that's something that people a lot of people underestimate direction and having figuring out what it is you want to do, and then once you have once you know where you want to go and how to get there becomes a lot easier yeah um i think the same thing happened to me i want to say maybe two and a half years ago um 
that's when I decided that I actually wanted to try to push through and try to go to grad school. Um, before that, you know, I was at uni, you know, just being a waste man. Going to, I would go to class, but like, I'm not, I wasn't really studying. I wasn't really, um, I wasn't really putting in the effort. Obviously, there would be classes that I would enjoy, and so I would do really well in them. But it wasn't just sort of like I'm, like I'm going to put effort in across the board for every single thing, every class. You know, do more extracurriculars, do this and that. Um, you know, until I figured out what it is that I wanted to do, and I set that goal for myself. I was like, okay, well that's the goal these are the things i need to do to get there and yeah man so far so good we're on the way it's so it's easier when, when you're passionate about it it's a lot easier when you're passionate about it which is i think that's like that's like half the battle just finding what you're passionate about is like yeah a lot of people end up not even finding it which is, is very sad it is sad and you know for a lot of us young young people like that's that's the big thing um i was talking to a friend and what is it that you want to do with your life? She was asking me. And I was like, I have an idea, but I'm not sure. You know, I'm only whatever, 24. Like, I'm not sure. Um, and I was asking her the same thing. It's like, you know, she was like, yeah, I'm not really sure. Cause she was, um, she was about to quit her job, but she was, you know, about to start another job. Um, and so like, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an interesting time being whatever in your early twenties. Cause you're trying to figure out where you want to go. Like, what is, what is the thing you want to do for the rest of your life? A lot of people that's it's not easy to answer and for most people they don't even have a choice they just have to basically you know you're born into this this is where you go you have to do this to provide for the family you have to do this um and so far i'm so more fortunate to kind of like figure out what that is and decide and then work towards it um we can only be grateful all right bro that was it um it's always a pleasure talking to you i haven't seen you in a while i miss you but um know you're out there doing your thing chasing the dream um i'll keep up with you i'll keep uh i'll keep checking in see how you're doing and um yeah man i hope next time next time you get the call up or you're making it i know i believe in you you got this you got this i'll come back on the pod when i'm uh, when i'm an international player yes sir you know that re you know just, just let us know what it is update you know let us know which number they gave you. Let us know, uh, you know, you know, if you got a, if you got a, if you got a sponsor for your booze, all that stuff. I want to, I want to hear everything when you come back home. Oh, very excited for that. Thanks again. Um, yeah, get to bed, bro. It's almost midnight for you now. Um, once again, thank you. Um, say hello to the fam. And yeah, bro, that's it. Everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, what is it? Oh, the podcast is now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere else that you listen. Um, so go over there, leave a comment, rate it. Um, you know, don't be ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> rate the pod with what you think we deserve. Um, and yeah, it, and if you think that we can have, we can make the pod a little better, hit the DMs. Let me know uh, if you want to hear about more specific topics. Let me know, and uh, we'll try to get some people on to speak on those. All right, peace.